Boom. All right, what's up, people? Welcome to The Word. It's with me, Keenan, and my sidekick, Kiki. We're excited about our guest today. We're tackling a subject that about 90% of you know nothing about, and that's how we're tackling it. The Word is all about delivering badass sales content that's going to help you be a better salesperson, elevate your game, hit your quota in a non-boring, non-industrial age, non-old school way. So that's what The Word is about. We're on episode, oh, good God, episode 26 every two weeks. We've got a full year under our belt now. We've had some killer guests, and we have another killer guest today. Before I introduce him, Kiki, how are you today, sister? I'm good. I'm good. I've been um, checking out the new features on Snapchat, having a lot of fun with that. Um, bantering with Carlos on, on the snaps and ready for this uh, conversation. Right, me too, me too. I've been using Snap now for about two months. I have some opinions on it. We're going to get those out here. I enjoy it for sure. No, um, you have an opinion. <laughs> I know. You liked my snap yesterday. I, when I was walking down the street in New York, okay. did you not like it? you gotta be you got to be really old school to get that one. Carlos, did you get that one? <laughs> when I, did you see that snap when I was walking down the street filming my feet? You know, I did not see that. The snaps of yours that I see is every weekend you going down the slopes, my man. I got to say... If there's an influencer of influencers for outdoor snow sports, it would be you, my friend. Two points, baby. Two points. But I was in New York, and I don't know where I got the idea, but I started walking down the street, and I filmed my feet walking in front of me, and I put Staying Alive behind it as the music. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the movie Saturday Night Fever? Of course. That's how it starts, man. He's walking down the street, and all you see is his feet. It's a Staying Alive. It was all right. It was dope. A lot of people loved it. I was, it was blowing up. So with that, people, I want to introduce Carlos Gill. According to his T-shirt, because I like the man, I kind of agree, he's kind of a big deal on Snapchat. Carlos <laughs> has done a phenomenal job of building a Snapchat following. He is the social marketing manager. I probably just did the title for BMC. Uh, he has been, he was, before that, he was at LinkedIn. Look, the guy gets social he has taken a lead in Snapchat, built a phenomenal following in Snapchat, and I asked him to come on today because I want to talk about the ability of Snapchat to be a real tool for salespeople. So, folks, jump in, listen. For those of you going to be listening to this on iTunes, take notes, pay attention because it may or may not be for you. So, with that said, welcome, my boy, Carlos. Welcome. I appreciate you having me here on The Word, and like I just snapped a few minutes ago before coming here on air with you, Keenan, I know that you are going to be firing bullets at me. I came ready, and I am looking forward to chatting about Snapchat and social selling with you for the next Thanks, hour. Baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For those of you who are on Snapchat, go find Carlos and follow him. He is at the Carlos Gill on Snapchat. Uh, he is snapping this. I just snapped about it. We'll be playing with it, although I'm living it on Facebook. So anyways, with that said, Carlos, tell everybody what Snapchat's about. Give us the quick 101 on what Snapchat's about and why it's not about nudie pictures anymore. You know what? Great question. The easiest way to think of Snapchat is it's Twitter meets YouTube. And I say that from the standpoint that uh, Snapchat being a mobile app, content is, is uh, consumed in short form photo and video. So photos or videos uploaded to Snapchat are no more than 10 seconds in length. So that's where the Twitter comparison comes in in terms of creating micro content or micro moments on social media. And the content consumed primarily is video. So again, I think for anyone that's new to Snapchat, the easiest way to put this into layman terms is it's Twitter meets YouTube. 
Okay. So it's, it's Twitter meets YouTube, but it, the UI, and it doesn't feel anything like that, right? The things only stay for 24 hours. You can't take any content that's on your phone or anywhere else and add it. You have to create the content on the go. So it's a little more than that, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? At, at the core, Snapchat's two things. One, it's a great messaging app. So if you use Snapchat for anything outside creating content, it's great for messaging. And what I mean by that is that there's direct messaging capabilities that have that have uh, been built in very similar to Twitter DM or Facebook messaging. You can actually make phone calls on Snapchat with their latest update that just came out. You can do video calls very similar to what you would do on Skype or on FaceTime. But the other side of it and really how a lot of brands are starting to integrate Snapchat into their marketing is as a storytelling app. So that's one thing that I'm going to talk about probably a lot in this episode is what makes Snapchat unique from any other form of social media is that, yes, the content does disappear. But if you really look at how content is chronologically ordered on Snapchat, you can essentially create a rolling 24-hour feed starting from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and then what happens, everything in between on Snapchat. And I think that's what's so unique about it. And that's why so many people are gravitating to it because you actually get to see what happens in the life of Keenan. You can see Keenan walking down the street of New York. And this isn't like Facebook or Twitter where you actually think about creating manicured moments or what I like to call manicured content. This is about being real and it's about being transparent. And again, man, it's transcending social media because it's really giving people a bird's eye view as to what happens in between going on Facebook and saying, I just closed this deal to having dinner with a client and everything that happens in between. Okay. I like that part about what you just said. I like that part about um, creating that 24 hour story of who you are and what's going on. So it, it means some creativity to that. Well, the whole world's calling me today. I'm going to have to decline this. You know what else? Two people are complaining because they can't hear you because you're going into my headphones on Facebook uh -oh. Live. Oh. No, on Facebook Live. Facebook Live. You can tell them to jump over to my Facebook Live. Go, can... go to Carlos's Facebook Live, everybody. Go to Carlos's. Those of you who are on Facebook Live listening, I can hit resume. Uh, or I can take the headphones off. Let me take the headphones off. Let me do but, that. Let me see if it works. But, out. you know, while you take them off, yeah, I just want to roll with what I was saying, you know, because I – I kind of got on this role and this rant when it comes to talking about Snapchat. And obviously, I'm a big proponent of it, and that's why we're here chatting today. So I've done social media, man, since 1995, when it was known as AOL. And from a professional standpoint, I've been using social media since 2008. And social media hasn't evolved much when you really think of it from 1995. A lot of our conversations have been text-based communication where you can read body language. You can't hear people's voice. You can't hear the tone. Where social media is headed, and we're doing it here on Blab, we're doing it on Facebook Live, we do it on Snapchat, is with video, you now put a, fo a voice and a face, okay, in front of the avatar. It's no longer about a logo. It's no longer about profile photo. The pictures that people post are almost irrelevant. We want to be engaged. Why do people go on social media? It's to be engaged. It's not to be sold to. And I know sales is a big part of what we're going to talk about, but it's to be engaged at the core. So if you give people a platform where they can hit a play button and they can actually watch instead of read, now you have technology that can really create that engagement. Now, technology is one piece and technology is great. 
but how do you use it? How do you integrate this into your business? How do you integrate it into your daily life? And that is the key is creating the right mix of content that's actually going to make people give a shit to watch you. And now I can't hear Keenan. Now he's muted. <laughs> hey, I can keep going on, host. I can keep rolling with this while you get your audio going. So, you know, again, there's so many use cases, not just for Snapchat, but for social media in general. I think at the very, very core of how we use these platforms is we have to use them as communication mediums, as an alternative to phone, as an alternative, as an alternative, I should say, to email. And again, text-based, I think that's going by the wayside. As you start looking at the evolution of things like Snapchat, you start looking at live video, what we're doing here, uh, you know, Kiki, you know, this is, this is where it's headed. And you got virtual reality that just rolled out. You know, that's another phenomenon that not a lot of people are really talking. It's going very much under the radar. So I'd say for anyone sitting back on the sidelines right now, determining, should I jump all in on Snap? Should I jump all in on things like Facebook Live or Periscope? You know what? Try it. You're not going to regret it because this, my friends, is not going away. Absolutely. I, I agree. And, and I think VR, the only reason that isn't taking off immediately is because of the price point. Facebook, Live, mm -hmm. Snapchat, Lab, all of that is free for you to experiment, experiment with. So take advantage of it. It's, it's like think of how easy does technology make it nowadays for people to jump on a medium like this, where otherwise I would have had to fly out to Denver to meet with you guys to do an in-studio mm -hmm. recording. Think about that. Think about companies that spend millions of dollars annually on creating ad spots for TV. Okay. Now with Snapchat, you can literally jump on. You, if you're a retailer, you can walk into a re – you guys are in Denver. So I'm going to use Sports Authority as an example. If I'm Sports Authority – and I work in their social media marketing team, or if I work in marketing for Sports Authority and I want to show off our latest collection of our spring gear for baseball, I can walk into a store, pull out my iPhone, and I can record video content without having to work with an expensive production studio to create you know, a high-profile spot to air on TV. Instead, I can do it for free, okay? And now I can leverage the power of social these relationships I've built up over the years, these followers to go ahead and broadcast that content out. And it, it's a no brainer guys. And we still can't hear Keenan. So I think I'm going to just hijack word and keep rolling with it. <laughs> go for it, Carlos. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you mentioned a couple of the new features I, I did notice with the, um, you know, with the new, when I'm watching your story, I can just swipe up and just chat with yeah. you. And I, I feel, I see a lot of, um, possibility with that, just being able to kind of, people are proud of their stories, creativity is going into it, it's not automated, it, you know, this is a great way to pop into people's lives. What are your thoughts there? It's definitely a good a good way to have insight into people's lives. You still can't hear you, Keenan. Great Can way to have insight. Oh, there we go. He's back. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, no, you know, great, great way to have insight into people's lives. And I think what Facebook has done over the last five or six years is it's really conditioned people to be okay with giving people a peek behind the curtain. And, and I'll say this, Facebook for me has become an extension of LinkedIn over the years. When I had my startup from 08 to 2011, I would connect with people on Facebook, or I'm sorry, on LinkedIn, 
And then we would take that relationship from LinkedIn over to Facebook. Why? Because on Facebook, I could actually know what they do on the weekends. I can see pictures of their kids. I can see pictures of their families. Things like that mean something because it's all about, as you guys know, being in sales, it's all about making that personal connection. If you're able to make a personal human connection with someone, now you have an in. Because while everyone else is talking about let's go you know, golf and talk business, I've always taken the approach of, hey, I see that you like the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins. You know, And we can actually talk about sports and do this, again, virtually using technology. So Snapchat's no different. And you know, Keenan, again, don't want to hijack your show. But you know, I definitely have some, some, some knowledge bombs to drop in terms of how any sales professional today We're gonna get there. should be leveraging We're gonna get there. Snapchat We're gonna get there. as part of how they All right, prospect. let's talk about that, right? Let's start with, you made a statement about the, I think you said sports authority and their ability to be able to leverage. And you said something that you just glossed over that I just don't think you can, right? The reach you've built over the years, okay? Look, mm-hmm. in the first chapter of my book, I say, you need reach. Now look at you. Look at him plugging my book. Most product placement. Most people don't have that reach. So discovery is a critical element of their social media strategy. It has to be. Okay. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Everyone has reach. Every single human being has reach. It's the circles that you surround yourself in. Yeah, but they don't have the. They don't have the so, reach that matters. Okay, you just can't have reach for the sake of reach. You need to have reach. Like, here's a good example. You talked about this. Malcolm Gladwell okay. talked about this in the tipping point, right? That's why connectors matter. Connectors matter because they have reach in the to have in this in the social media um, group, and then they have reach in the the Toastmasters, and they have reach with their country club, and then they have reach with. The right. old ladies, right? And so there are different people across those. Most people don't have that. You have to build the reach, exactly. though, Keenan. So none of us, none of us, not one person joined Twitter and on day one was able to access 100,000 people. We didn't have followers from day one. You have to build the reach. So whether you reach five people, or 500,000, we all have reached. Now, if your goal is to reach more people, then you need to do a combination of one, insert yourself into the circles where you can actually build a brand and a name for yourself. That's one. And two, actually engage and have conversations. Let's take this back to Snapchat, right? If I'm a salesperson and I want to use Snapchat, Mm -hmm. right? Don't I have to have reach first? Because Snapchat sucks for discovery. You already have reach. And I'm going to show you something right here, which is true to form. Okay. This. That stinks. Keek. You know what this is? Okay. All right. You froze for a second. She said, everybody has reach. And now you got a stack of cards. Yep. All right. This right here, these are business cards. You know what this is? This is reach. You know why? Because on each one of these business cards, there's a phone number and there's an email address. How does that translate over to Snapchat? Well, Discovery on Snapchat is predicated based on phone number. So if I go through and I add each one of these business cards into my address book on my iPhone, guess what I can do? Now I have a mechanism in which I can identify which one of these people is on Snapchat. Okay, so keep going. How do they do that? Because remember, most of the people here aren't on Snapchat. They have never used it. We're jumping right into some you know, third-level hack. They don't even know how to sign up, never mind do what you're so- saying. So keep going. 
so that stack I just showed you, and a bunch of them just fell all over my desk. <laughs> but that stack, which is like three iTunes, times, he's got a stack of he showed a stack of business cards about four inches thick. Literally, that stack of business cards, all right, is a year's worth of going to conferences, a year's worth of going to conferences and meeting. Because I work on the brand side, I'm not selling shit to anybody. Okay, I work in marketing, so I have vendors that approach me at conferences. They're looking to sell me on their services. So that stack of business cards is a combination of vendors that have approached me. It's also a combination of colleagues, okay, in marketing that I've met different conferences over the last year. So right now, if I'm a sales professional that is thinking about getting on Snapchat, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to use an app that can scan business cards into my iPhone. I've done this. It took me a, a Saturday to do, but I literally went through each one of these business cards and I use a mobile app card scanner to go ahead and take all the data on these business cards and import it into my iPhone. Because guys, here's the key to success on social and in business. It's all about access. As long as you have access to people, you've got power. So that's the reach that you talk about. Okay. But I think access, having people's contact info, being able to personally reach out to them is extremely powerful in nature. So when you take this data and you import it into your iPhone and then you go into Snapchat and you see, you go to add from address book now, and we did this with you, Keenan. So I want you to actually talk to us about the results that you saw. When you do this now, Snapchat's going to identify who in your iPhone has a Snapchat account. So think of it, if you work in sales and the majority of the business cards you have is of marketers and people that you're trying to sell to or decision makers, buyers, as you guys call them, now you're going to be able to weed out from a thousand people, maybe a hundred. So, okay. I have access now to a hundred people on Snapchat that I can personally reach out to. So that's only one step though, because the key is not just having the access is what are you going to say to these people when you reach out to them on Snapchat? Cause let me tell you something, guys, I get hit up all day by sales professionals on LinkedIn and you know what happens? I ignore them. I get emailed at least four to five times a day with people trying to sell me shit. I ignore them. Those people reach out to my CMO and you know what my CMO does? He takes those emails and he forwards them to me and they go ignored because the people are not focusing on building a relationship. So here's what you do, Mr. and Mrs. Sales Professional. You add these people on Snap and you start listening and observing to their habits. If they like Fetty Watt music, make a mental note. This guy's into rap. If they like to go out, to a vegan restaurant, make a mental note what these people's habits are and then start having a conversation with them. Guys, it's no different than social selling that we talk about using LinkedIn and using Twitter and using Facebook, but it's just integrating a different medium. Okay, so key to this strategy, which I think is an interesting strategy and I like, key to this strategy though, is I've gotten their number somehow and they're on Snapchat. So. Mm -hmm. So there is clearly a correlation then between your audience and who you're selling to and their willingness or propensity to be on Snapchat. No. Here's the thing. If someone is not on Snapchat, then you can't force it. You're not going to be able to reach them. But I would say this right now, if you meet a prospect, whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it is at a conference, before you send them an email, I would advise that you take their phone number, put it in your phone and see if they are on Snapchat and reach out to them there. Here's the reason why, Keenan and Kiki, most sales professionals will go to LinkedIn and they will stop 
at LinkedIn. The ones that are a little bit more intelligent will go to LinkedIn and then they'll combine Twitter and they'll stop there. The ones that really want to make a sale will go LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm going to see this person's on Facebook. Oh, we have a few mutuals. I'm going to hit up on Facebook. But that's also played out. The ones that really want to go ahead and close the deal are not the ones that are right now on Facebook bitching and ranting that Snapchat doesn't work for sales. Hey, you know what? Keep doing you, bro. The ones that really want to go ahead and crush it, crush their quota, are the ones that are actually going to take the extra step and go to Snapchat and talk to their prospects. Because if a prospect is there, again, my friend, it goes back to access. You have access to reach someone and have a conversation. You lose nothing by engaging them on Snapchat, but you have all the gain. And if all of a sudden this person goes, wow, this is actually a real human being that has conversations and posts cool shit that I can relate with. All right. So, so shoot, I got to, I want to test this live is what I want to do. Let's okay. do it. I want to test this live. I'm going to email you a phone number. Okay? okay. I want you to put that in your phone. I want you to tell me if they're on Snapchat. This is a senior vice president at a SaaS company. Okay. Right now I am on Facebook live, so I won't be able to, unfortunately I won't be able to, to go ahead and call my phone, it? but maybe, maybe Kiki can run through this. If that's cool. Right, I can do that. Okay. All right, I'm going to text this to you, Kiki. And we'll see if we can go for one for one and see what happens. All right? This will be interesting to see if we can make something right out of the gate. Uh, all right. So while I do that, can you give me any – share with listeners or the people who give you this on iTunes about an example of what has actually worked. Have you connected with somebody that you've wanted to connect to in the past because of, of Snapchat? In the last week alone, and I've done screenshots of this just so as I look to blog or, and make a, a case study around using Snapchat for social selling, mm -hmm. I've done these screenshots purposely. In the last week alone, I've had two sales reps that are trying to sell me right now enterprise solutions in my day job that they have added me on Snapchat and they've approached me through Snapchat. And I've immediately given them a virtual high five because, again, they have gone the extra mile. One, they've observed and they paid attention, which is a part of social selling. It's knowing who your buyer is, knowing who your audience is. So, yeah, yeah, you know, 10 points for that, right? So they look me up on LinkedIn and then they go to Twitter and they probably say, wow, this guy's on Snapchat. Let me try hitting him up there. And, you know, what? that gets them an instant in with me. All right. So. But that's because you're active in Snapchat. And like you said, people know you and find you, right? So do you see, oh, here's another question for you. Do you see Snapchat as an augmentation or a key strategy? I see it as an augmentation okay. of what you're already doing. So here's where I'm going with this. You are not going to use Snapchat alone for prospecting. It's just not going to happen. And I'll, I'll go with you on this for a little bit. Most of the people I engage with on Snapchat, I have no idea what they do for a living. The other day, I had an executive from a Fortune 100 company reach out to me on Snapchat out of the blue to have a conversation with me about marketing, okay? The guy's been following me for months. I had no idea who he was or what he even did. So from a prospecting standpoint, it's not there. Again, that goes back to your discoverability. However, LinkedIn, I think, still reigns supreme. In terms of whoever you are trying to identify to do business with, you have to go to LinkedIn. You cannot avoid it. So shout out to my former employer. However, 
In terms of engagement, where do you go have conversations with people? That, my friend, is the unknown variable because there's a lot of paths to engagement. There's email, but again, let's talk about where people are engaging, where where they're where they are drowning you out. Email, check. Twitter, let me tell you something. If you send me a tweet, and this has happened a lot, saying, hey, check your DM, and I check my DM, it's a sales pitch, dude, I am not talking to you. And if you go on Facebook, it's very kind of slippery slope. So I think, again, Snapchat has become that one variable where you're not going to approach someone and go in with a sales pitch right out of the gate. You're going to have to sit back. I think if someone went on Snap, I mean, I'm sorry, on Twitter, was following you on Twitter, was retweeting your stuff, was commenting on you, and then sent you a DM, you'd be more inclined. And I think the key, what you just said, is about engagement. Yeah, absolutely. You have to have conversations with people. You know, at the end of the day, guys, sales has not changed from 100 years ago to today. It's still about relationships. The only thing that has really changed is the technology that we use that now speeds up the process. 10 years ago, when I worked in financial services for AIG, when I was in a sales role, I would have to take someone out and play a round of golf and invest six hours bullshitting with them. Nowadays, if I'm trying to sell something, I can, over the course of, let's say, a few weeks, maybe spend an hour with you cross-channel. Okay. And notice, yeah. notice, I was going to say, notice one thing I have not even talked about is a phone call yet. We haven't even talked about using phone calls. Mm-hmm. So Kiki's still, still working at it. Kiki, no, not a snap code. Use that phone number. If that phone number's in there, if you can't use the phone number, it's not in there. We're 0 for 1. Um, all right, so Carlos, you talked about engagement. So now you're going to con- you I'm in your camp when it comes to Snapchat as an engagement tool. I think it's probably the best engagement tool, right? I look at social media in a couple of buckets. I look at a discovery. I look so therefore it might easily discoverable. I believe Twitter and LinkedIn are easily the best for discoverability, right? Then I look at what is best for engagement. I think Snapchat is quickly becoming the best engagement tool, hands down. Right. Then I look into what is the best like express. What's the best platform for yelling and screaming? I think Facebook is that because people are more comfortable with you saying buy this or check this out or, or look at right. this without a relationship. For a particular reason, they become immune to it. People don't like it on Twitter. They don't like it on LinkedIn. They they're not gonna like it on Snapchat, but they use it for that. So I think Snapchat is filling that void for engagement. But you still have to either find them, which is hard to discover, or they have to find you. What are some other things people can do to increase their Snapchat following and increase the probability that they'll either be discovered or they can find the people they need? Keenan, can I ask you a question, though, before I answer that? Has sales ever been easy, bro? I didn't say it was easy. You still got to be able to do it. It's about a return on time. What do you think about our audience right now? Think about our audience. If we're going to convince them to jump in, whether it's mm-hmm. hard or not, we have to grease the skits. Right. What can we do to help them with that? Agreed. I asked you that question only. I don't like to answer a question with a question, but I, I, I say that because I think a lot of us have become very spoiled when it comes to discoverability. So we want things to be easy. We want it to be right in front of us. And I'm sorry, at the end of the day, if you are trying to sell a product You first have to identify who you're trying to sell to. So again, check. We're in full alignment and agreement. LinkedIn and Twitter, great for that aspect. But outside of that, you have to have a conversation with the person you're trying to sell to. You can't really sell 
and avoid having a conversation, especially when we're talking about SaaS products that oftentimes is a six-figure plus commitment. So I think going back to your question, which is around how you make it easy for the sales professional, it's about personal branding. You have to incorporate an element of personal branding into your game as a salesperson. Our good friend, Jack Kasakowski does a great job at this. Gabe Vilmazar, great job at personal branding. But I want to hear from other sales professionals that don't necessarily have a presence on social like those guys do. And I want to go ahead and be compelled by you as a person. Okay. So, so those guys, Jack, Gabe, you, Coca, Jamie Shanks, Jill Rowley. I mean, the list goes on forever and ever, right? These are people who jumped in early, who built reputations, who built followings, who built reach, that they can leverage that reach into Snapchat. Because that's what I've done. I write, I go on to Twitter, which I have a decent following, and, and I start telling people, hey, I'm doing this over here at Snapchat. Come check it out like you did. You took a picture of your Snap code, and you put it on your profile. And it moves. You're just moving that around, right? You're, you're, right. you're plugging Snapchat into your existing environment. But we need to remember that most salespeople are still just figuring out social selling, Right. And Snapchat is not social selling 101. It is not. So here's what you do. I'm going to drop the game on you. If you are – name a vendor for me, Keenan. Who sells good stuff? Who? Cisco. All right. So so if you're Cisco, okay, and you're trying to sell network solutions and you work in sales for this company, go ahead and have a day a week dedicated – to you going on Snapchat and talking about why your solutions are valuable for your audience, okay? I'm probably not going to be the person that watches that, but there is someone that is. So what you do is you reach out to that someone that is, you reach out to those prospects, whether it's through Twitter, whether it's through email, whether it's through Facebook, and you go ahead and say, hey, I'm doing a discovery day. This Wednesday, I'm going to be talking on Snapchat about the state of the industry that we're in, or that you're in, I'm going to talk about how our solutions are helping companies do X, Y, and Z, increase revenue, whatever it might be. You got to make yourself sexy. You got to create content as a sales pro around the product that you sell, which again, it's personal branding. That's interesting. Now, what I like about that, so people listen up, what you, if you're not on Snapchat already, what you don't know is you get to see who has watched your video. So unlike YouTube, you, you see 100 views, 1,000 views, 10,000 views, a million views. You have no freaking clue who that is unless they comment. On Snapchat, you actually get to see who it is. So this is an interesting differentiation. If you so choose to start creating some sort of, of um, content about your networking mm-hmm. um, products and services or whatever it is you do, and you see people following you, you see the same people, you can assume that they're interested in that topic and therefore you can assume they may be a a potential customer and or are connected to a customer so there is a plus that a lot of people understand is you get to see who's consuming your content and when you see who's consuming your content Mm -hmm. you can do something like that it's almost like a a passive opt-in would you call it that a passive opt-in list yeah sure passive opt-in list i think that's a good catchy name for it i I would say just use the tool to talk about what you do, draw people in using other mediums and use that for discoverability around your. So here at the core, the way I'm wired, honestly, is very much in a B2C mindset because my background primarily is in consumer marketing. I just happen to work in B2B now. So 
Where it's B2B or B2C, everybody wants to be engaged. Everybody out there is a potential buyer of something. But you have to give people a compelling hook and a reason to want to care. And the, the way that you give people a compelling reason to hook is around the value that your product or service adds to them. I use this example a lot when I do Snapchat trainings. If you are a solopreneur sitting in your house in Wisconsin and you are an SEO expert, and I am a mm -hmm. small business owner. I know nothing about SEO other than it's a buzzword that I read about all the time. And I know it's something of potential value. Your job is to sell me on what that value is and how your service is going to get me potentially to buy. So one thing I talk about a lot is freemium content. You have to use Snapchat yeah. as a medium to give freemium content, content that's going to help people's lives and jobs be better and help them make more money. Because let's face it. Everyone is in business for themselves, whether they work for a company or where they, they work for themselves. Everyone is out to generate revenue for themselves. So if you okay. can help people do that, do yes. snap by creating content, you're several steps ahead of the game. Okay. So I'm listen, so one of the things I'm getting from this conversation, my man, is you are deep in it, right? Mm -hmm. This is second nature. So I'm a ski instructor. Before I became a ski instructor, if you had asked me to teach somebody skiing, I would be teaching somebody how to ski like you're teaching people how to use Snapchat right now. You're operating from this whole different space the rest of the world is. After going through two levels of certification as a ski instructor, I have learned that what comes as second nature to me is completely foreign to someone learning to ski depending on what level they are. So for the rest of this, I'm going to keep leaning in on you, and I want you to bring it down a level. Right? Just assume that the people that you're talking to, 80 to 90%, have either never been on Snapchat, have been on it, and don't and, and just talk with their buddies on it, don't understand 90% of the functionality, et cetera. So let's bring it down. And when you talk about creating all this content, I got that. But they could create that content on Twitter. They could create that content on their Facebook page. So why Snapchat? What are some of the inherent, unique elements of Snapchat that they should understand that they don't get anywhere else? So Snapchat is this. It's video. It's live. So, so is Periscope. So is YouTube. Big, 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 big difference is that the content also disappears. So there's a heightened sense of urgency to go see the content. So if anyone wants to be successful using Snapchat, one, create native content on the platform. Okay, don't use a third party app to upload content that you've ever created. Use it to create native content and then leverage your Twitter, leverage your LinkedIn, leverage your presence on Facebook to drive people over to your Snapchat because there's something of value there potentially for someone to watch. Again, this is gonna take some work for a lot of people that aren't as charismatic as you are, Keenan. Okay, what? but what are you talking about? I'm a boring old park. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm almost a baby boomer. But you have to use these <laughs> platforms to engage people in and, and you know what? Again, it goes back to what is the value that your product offers someone? If you can't answer that on Snapchat, then I'm sorry, you can't answer it on a phone call. Okay, and you can't so do my face-to-face -face meeting. Assume I can. Assume I can. Assume I can't answer on Snapchat. But again, why Snapchat? So one of the things we just threw out is you can see everybody who um, checks you out. Your right? Yeah. So what else? What other elements, unique elements, make Snapchat really different? You know, real, I'd say the direct messaging features. So you can see after you've created content, you can see within minutes who's viewed it. My recommendation is go back 
after the first five or six hours and see who's viewed it, viewed it and start taking tally. And this requires some manual work. I've done it. You're not going to die. You just have to go ahead and put in the work. Go ahead and actually type the names of the people that are watching your video content, or you can do a screenshot. So that's probably easiest. Do a screenshot and then take that screenshot in front of you. Take a Word doc or an Excel doc and actually type on this day, this time, this number of people, here's who watched, and then actually go in and search these people on Snapchat, okay, and have conversations. Say something like, thank you so much for watching. Let me tell you this. You can't necessarily automate it, but you can copy and you can paste. You know how many times I've talked about a YouTube video and I say, hey, go watch it. And when people see my snaps, I send them a direct message saying, hey, it would mean a lot if you subscribe to my channel. My YouTube views and subscribers have gone up over 30% in the last 60 days alone because of Snapchat. So you can go ahead and do the same exact thing. You can drop live clickable links into a direct message. So again, if you're talking about something that is of potential value to your audience, you can send a direct message and say, if you wanna learn more, visit my website at X. And then they will actually be able to click out of Snapchat and go to your website. Okay, so let's bring it way down a little more. What is, let's, let's go through a couple basics. We probably should have done this in the beginning, but hopefully people stick around long enough. What is a Snapchat story? A Snapchat story is a compilation of content over the last 24 hours. So everything that you have posted within the last 24 hours is your story. Okay. Do, do you have to create stories on Snapchat? You do not have to create it. You can just use okay. Snapchat for straight messaging. Okay. And so what is content? When you say content, what is that? Either either video or picture, correct? Correct. Okay. So you have the ability to take a picture or take a video and either send it to one person or put it in what we'll call a public space. Correct. 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 And that public space is your story. Exactly. Right? Who can see your story? You can designate that anyone on Snapchat can see your story or simply friends. Okay. So when I, when I create a story, and let's just say I want the whole world to see it. Is there a way for me to specifically send it to other people as well? You can indicate as you're sending the snaps out, you can send that snap to specific people. Okay. So I, I, I tried setting you up on purpose because I'm still trying to pull you down. I mean, this is so second nature to you. I, I don't know how much I, further you want to pull me down. Down, because again, I just told you, someone who doesn't understand any of this, it, everything that you think is obvious like here when i again it's skiing it's because what i know is what i teach when i say to someone the shovel of a ski maybe 50 percent of the people understand what i'm talking about to me that's as obvious as it gets but they're like well, what's the shovel okay i'm sorry the tip the big fun of the ski oh okay i got it now so when we're talking about snapchat the mere fact that first of somebody doesn't even know what a story is we so explain what a story is but then to say wait a minute when i make this story public i can pick out carlos Wu-Tang Bunny, Maxwell, David Davison, uh, Gabe Billman, I can make sure they specifically get it as well in case they're not watching. And I can call attention to it, correct? So now I can, I can say, hey, guys, make sure you see this, correct? Correct. Okay, so that has an inherent value that I can't get anywhere else, right? Um, you could go ahead and, you know, send someone a direct message, I presume, but, uh, you know, to your point, you know, sure you can go ahead and you can create your own CRM list within Snapchat. I'm trying to kind of stay at the very ground level, but what you can do is you can use identifiers like an emoji 
put it in front of someone's name and say, these are my high value prospects. And you can put something like a money bag emoji in front of someone's name. So when you create content, like you're saying to your point, video content, it doesn't need to go to your story. It can go to specific users. You can take 10 prospects and you can do a snap saying, hey, you know what? We have this webinar coming up. I really think you should jump on because there's something of value there for you. Or, you know, we had this latest update or this latest release. I really want to talk to you about it. when can we hop on a phone? Okay. So, all right. So again, engagement, kill away to get connected with certain people. So I think the key is first is you got to make sure you can find your prospects. You got to find your target market on Snapchat. If your target market's not on Snapchat, yeah, can you we know, agree if your target market, if your target demographic is not on Snapchat, then it's probably not a platform that you necessarily want to invest too much time on. However, I think a lot of sales professionals confuse their target demographic as being a older, much more senior individual at an organization because they're the ones that cut the check. However, guys like me that work at the mid-level are the ones that actually use the services that oftentimes are being sold. And we are often the people that internally influence that buying decision. So that's a double-edged sword, my friend. Just because your EVP is not on Snapchat, don't disregard the mid to senior level manager or director that is. Boom. So using that. <laughs> oh, I love how much you love yourself. I love that, Carlos. I do. I do. The passion, just let it keep flowing, baby. Let it keep flowing. So with that said, then, the, the integration between LinkedIn specifically and Snapchat is huge. Yes. Not the formal integration, but the process Here integration. is a ninja hack, and I haven't even written about this anywhere. So here is the exclusive. First. the exclusive. Exclusive. Listen, most people Here it's come. have their phone number on their LinkedIn profile. Why? Because most people dislike their jobs and they want to be recruited. So they want to make it extremely easy for them to be found. Again, going back to discoverability, bringing it back, back home, Keenan. So because they want to be found for their own selfish gain, they have their phone number on their profile. Mr. and Mrs. Sales Professional, use this to your advantage. When you connect with someone on LinkedIn, do not go immediately in for the in-mail or the direct message on LinkedIn. Once you've connected, you have access. By having access, you have power. Go into their contact information where it displays their Twitter account and their email and their phone number and if they have their phone number, grab it like if it's gold, put it into your iPhone, go into Snapchat and then on Snapchat, add them and say, Thank you so much for connecting with me on LinkedIn. I look forward to seeing your snaps. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if you do that successful, I guarantee you, you are going to take your sales game to a whole nother level. And that is real talk. You want, you want to drop it again? You want to drop it again? Boom. You want to drop it again? Come on, drop it again, Carlos. Hey, hey, you know, hold, hold up. <laughs> uh, that, right, I dig that is out. not taught. That is not taught. Look at, there he goes again. I'm kind of a good man, not taught. So really, I like that hack. I think that's a very cool hack. Kiki, 
Speaking of hacks, did we find our person? So um, I, I honestly, I was, I didn't know exactly who you were looking for, but I did check. I verified. Tell me who the number, and I'll write it down and I'll do it. But I did verify. As long as someone, as soon as you find that person, put them in your address book, then they are searchable through the. Uh, yeah. So that phone number, the number I text you, put it in your phone. So, so, so I can, did you not get to see the number I, I got text you? Put it in your phone. We got a few okay. minutes. Hold on, but I, I want to see and, if we find I'm, this person. I want to put this to the test. So the number I text you, put it in your phone, and then go into Snap and, and while see if it he comes does up. that. If hypothetically, if this person, because I think you said they're an EVP, if they are SVP, SVP. if they are not. But here's the deal: they're at a SaaS company. If they are yeah, not I don't want to give their number away. I hide their name right. through LinkedIn through using a tool like Sales Navigator. Plug, plug. You can go ahead and see who reports up to them. And by seeing who reports up to them, go, yeah. go downstream yeah. and go to their version of a Carlos Gill yeah. and go connect with him or her on Snapchat. Because now if you can get into his or her mind, you're going to get into his or her boss's pocket. Yeah. See, now there's another good hack we can get our arms around. And I see, see Mr. Kowski. Okay, Jack Kowski. Okay, Kasakowski, jump in, Jack. Come on in here. And your name came up in this. I know that you're not a fan, so we're going to spark a little fire. Jack, call in. Yes, he shows up. He's not on Snapchat, but he shows up as a number two. He says, give me two minutes. Move it, baby. Okay, why not just go to Twitter? What what is going on Twitter going to go ahead and, and resolve for you? I, I'm really curious to know. I, I don't know. He says he says go on Twitter. I think I know where you're going. Try to engage them on Twitter instead of Snapchat. Right. Why not do that? Is this person going to have a conversation with a sales professional in 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 open territory on Twitter? How about DM? They have to follow you back. They have to read the DM. That's the big. Hmm. That's do they the want to be sold through a DM? Yep. How many, there, hey, is, there is a natural look, barrier there. I agree here, with you. Here, here's the thing. There's a lot of times people send me texts. I'm with you. There's a lot of people send me Twitter and say, Keenan, follow me so I can DM you. So, so here's, here's, here's the thing. I'm going to drop this on you guys. So like here on Facebook Live, someone was just commenting saying, oh, tell me of a time in which this has worked for you. Well, look, I said in full disclosure before, I don't work in sales. I work in marketing. However, I think there's value for sales professionals to hear from a buyer. Hear from a buyer who actually knows his shit when it comes to social media and who is a, is sold to on a daily basis. Because if you talk to people like me, you are going to help yourself out in the long run by deciphering this is how we're using social and this is how we're avoiding you and this is how we are more receptive and open to engaging with you. Okay, look, and you – go, Keith, you go. I had a kind of crowdsourced on this. I just – it's a few people that I, I know are in sales that are using uh, Snap actively. And um, Sean Mitchell, one of our Colorado buddies here, has been like turning it up quite a bit lately. And he said that he hasn't yet closed a deal. He doesn't want to use it in that way. He's using it, just as Carlos said, more as the personal brand, getting his message out, getting his face out there and his personality. And then just like Carlos said, using, building, using that to build a list that he can drop into an email campaign from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like kind of his, the, the bottom line funnel uh, go to the email list. And the other thing is CRM data. How many of you in sales 
have access to CRM data. You already have phone numbers, people. Work with your demand generation team, have them give you access to that data, and then take that data, import it into your eye contacts or iPhone contacts, and then identify them on Snapchat that way. All right, so I, I like that too. One of the things that jumped out at me though is if they're on Snapchat, then they use it most of the time. So it's a direct access link. I kind of like it. Other, 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 unlike other platforms, if people are on Snapchat, they're probably using it. And so therefore, if you find out that they're on it, then you've got your audience there. Mm -hmm. Jack's trying to get in. You know, it's not working. It's, Let's try. Everything we talk about is subjective. You know, it's what works for you. So if Twitter works for you, if Facebook works for you, LinkedIn, great. Keep doing it. However, if you are looking for much more provocative and innovative way to potentially reach prospects, you know, all I can do is help guide you. Ultimately, you're going to have to, to use the technology to make it work. Hmm. All right, Jack is trying to get in. I really want to get you two going for the next five or seven minutes because I know you're coming from different places, but we can't get in. I don't know if he has a bad connection. Um, I'm going to kick him out and then let's see if we can try again, Jack. Um, I have a right. question for Lewis. Yes. Um, in terms of discovery, you had said, um, I was wondering if you, it sounds like you have an iPhone. Have you checked out the Ghost Codes app yet? I am on Ghost Codes. What are your thoughts on, it seems like a discovery app specifically for Snapchat. So what are your thoughts there? Yeah, right now, right now I know it's, uh, it's in beta. So uh, I have access to it. I'm on there as well. Um, there's a lot of influencers on there right now um, at various levels. Uh, I'll, I'll say something else. I started with Snapchat.directory. Uh, there's over 10,000 Snapchat users in the directory. Um, right now we're working on creating a more robust experience to make it easier to discover. So whether it's, you know, ghost codes or snapchat.directory, you know, there's resources out there, but you know, I would say guys, don't make your end game on Snapchat be centered around growing your presence. Like your end game probably at one point was on Twitter. Okay. Because this is all about the relationships that you build. Okay. Don't want to sound cliche, but you know, sales is centered on relationships. So I would much rather have a hundred people on Snapchat. In fact, I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine, Jeff Goldberg last night, up until maybe about a year ago, I had a hundred friends on Snapchat because Snapchat was my platform where I would go to get away from work, where I would get, get away and just be Carlos and not be this social media thought leader. Now that's changed. And it's like, it's become an extension of my brand. You know, a lot of my brand now lives on Snapchat. And I miss a lot of those intimate relationships that I had back then because it was a lot easier to manage the conversations. So I'd say again, you know, you curate not only the content, but you curate the connections as well. So ensure that the people that you're connecting with is not just random individuals. Connect with people that you actually are going to have meaningful dialogue and relationships with. Interesting. All right. Give us, uh, Jack is trying to come in. We don't know. He's it is interesting. Yes, it is interesting. Jack cannot get in. I don't know if it's a lab problem or not. We've got a couple more minutes. Hope we can get in. Um, all right, do you have a give us another hack? I really like the one about LinkedIn. What about putting your Snapchat username and code on LinkedIn? You know what? I tried doing that for a moment. I didn't like how my Snap code looked on LinkedIn um, at all. Um, I did it on Twitter, and it really helped out. Um, you can use your URL. So snapchat.com forward slash ad 
forward slash your username is your own personalized URL. You can put that in various locations. People can scan your snap code or they can do a screenshot on mobile and then add you that way. Um, another kind of ninja hack is paid, paid media. Um, you know, I actually uh, have been telling friends in very tight circles around this, but I'll, I'll just tell you because we're friends anyways. In the month of March, I spent $50 on an Instagram ad promoting my snap code, targeting 24 to 32 year olds that are interested in Snapchat. And that post for $50 got over 5,000 engagements. It got over 600 post likes and netted me close to 1,000 new ads on Snapchat. That's wow. an audience. And, and how engaged are they? It cost 50 bucks, $50. And it was all about how running. How engaged are they now? Ad. What's that? How engaged are they now? Well, my, my views have gone up exponentially. So again, you know, it's all relative. You get more people to add you okay. and you post good content, you'll get more views. Jack, what's Hi, up? Hi, Jack. Hello, Mr. Kosikowski. I'm out of the Yes, it appears it looks like you've got a little, you know, beach thing going on behind you, but that's okay. So talk to us, brother. You aren't convinced. So for all those who uh, have listened to the word, Jack has been on it once. He continually showed, comes up in the dialogue and discussion when we're talking about social selling. So I'm glad he could jump in now. You aren't convinced yet, Jack. So I'm going to stir the pot a little here. Why aren't you convinced in Snapchat for sales? Well, first off, I mean, Carlos just said it. He, he goes there to get away from brands, right? Um, from a marketing perspective, you there's, there's no value for marketers to be on Snapchat, right? Now, from a sales perspective, I think that there's value on any channel that you're on if you're targeted buyers there and you can build that relationship. My problem is that in B2B marketing or B2B sales, especially tech, our buyers are not on Snapchat. They just aren't. The age group's not there. People making decisions that could write a check are not 34 or under. Yes, there's influencers like Carlos on there, but I hate to tell you, Carlos, you are a very rare influencer that can make a decision at an enterprise company that's at your age, right? You're probably in the 0.0001%. So yes, if I want to go sell something and I want to sell a social tool, I will go snap Carlos to get him into a call. But I can't do that for anybody else. My buyers just aren't there. It would not make sense. I have to be smart with my time. That's the problem with social selling is efficiency. VPs of sales, you know, they want you doing things that are efficient. And if we're going to get adoption for social selling, I don't think that Snapchat's the efficient place for a salesperson to spend their time. I have a question for you on that note. When you're selling to a VP of sales, Jack, how many people are involved in that buying decision? Is it just the VP or does he or she involve their direct reports in that conversation? Um, typically there's, there's always a buying committee. I mean, it's 2016, mm -hmm. but right. the buying committee is usually not made up of people that are under the age of 34. Okay. So here's, here's my rebuttal to that. Most buying decisions that I've been involved in at a organization, I've never been the one that's stroked the check. So I am not the senior level buyer. I'm more of the mid to senior level manager who's involved in influencing the buying decision because ultimately myself and my direct reports are going to be using the technology that our C-level or our VP is buying on our behalf. So where I was going with this earlier with Keenan and with Kiki is your EVP or SVP of sales most likely is not going to be on Snapchat right now today. But his or her direct reports much further down the line most likely are. So if you can get in with them and make the investment of time on your part 
to engage them and have conversation. Basically, let them know, Mr. or Mrs. Sales Professional, I want to go ahead and make your job easier. I want to talk but I would to you rather, But I would rather do that on LinkedIn and Twitter where business is actually happening. People right? are not I having conversations on Twitter selfie. around profit. I don't want a selfie of a dog face um, going to my buyers because to me, I, I look at every channel as you've got to be spot on. Every time you're on you're on social, everything you do has to be strategic. Mm -hmm. It has to be valuable and it has to be about the buyer. Snapchat is not either all any of those three. It's okay, very I'm in I'm in both camps here, but I'm gonna ask you this question, Jack, because I agree with everything you said, but I do have a thought. If I go to LinkedIn and I find someone that I'm interested in talking to, and I take that phone number and I drop that in Snapchat and I see they're on Snapchat, and either they do or don't make um, uh, uh, stories, I really don't care. Would, it, would I have a greater chance of them responding to me if I would snap them directly or I would try to get them to respond to an email or to a, an email on LinkedIn? Which do you think they'd be more inclined well, to respond I to? Think, I don't think any of those strategies are effective because that's not how I, I think you work social selling. Social selling is a process, you know, I do 5X value versus ask, get valuable, get visible, get connected, and then go in. I'm not one to think that you can snap or tweet anybody and get anything or email anybody. I don't think that that's the strategy. Um, what I would say is I'm thinking efficiency, right? The problem with social is that people get lost in this stuff, right? And I just don't see the value from a business perspective on Snapchat yet. I mean, there was a stat the other, the other day on an on a infographic that said 80% of people on Snapchat don't have never bought anything because of Snapchat and don't plan on buying anything because of Snapchat. It's not a channel made for a business transactions, right? Yes, it's a one-to-one, -one, you know, we can do that, you know, look at me, look at my selfie, listen to me tell you about something like, but that's not, in my opinion, that's not a great- Okay, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with what you said, but you, you, you're making me, a, you're tripping me out a little because if, if everybody closed their eyes and heard that, what you just said, I couldn't, I wouldn't have known if that was 2005 in Twitter or 2016 yeah. in well, Snapchat. Can I also, can I, I also people say- People are evolving in Twitter. People are evolving on Twitter. No, well, can, can yeah, I say they, two but things? But they weren't in the beginning. Go, Carlos. Yeah. I want to yeah. say two things. One, people are not having conversations with sales reps on Twitter. Like- if they are, I want you, please. I, after you, you go look chat, at my Twitter feed, Carlos. I go want look you at my to show me. <laughs> I want you to show me after this blab that you actually have conversations, not on DM, but in a public environment, are having a conversation I, trying to sell a product. Carlos, I, I start conversations online and I move them offline. And I get on the phone because that's where sales happen. Okay. Right? Um, snapping my me snapping my story or my value prop to somebody is it sounds ridiculous to me. Um, I start you know value on the front end. I give them content. I give them stuff that they can consume that can make them better personally or professionally. And then I slowly build that digital relationship and move it offline. Like for me, I just don't think Snapchat is that channel. Maybe it will be, maybe it'll evolve, but you know, more of the story is if my buyer's not there, I can't be there. I'm wasting key. my time. Major key to success. Correct. I agree with you wholeheartedly. If your buyers are not using a platform, try to engage them on the platforms that they are. I do want to say to that note, that right now on my Snapchat, I have client success managers that work for vendors that my company where I'm employed by do business with that 
add me on Snapchat, and they talk to me through Snapchat. Why? Because they know Carlos is on Snapchat, so they're making sure that when renewal time comes, that they are in my face, which is sales. A lot of times we talk about sales from an initial standpoint, selling Carlos, a product. Not so much. Carlos, you're, I, you're, everybody knows you're on Snapchat because, I mean, you're, you're visible and valuable everywhere about Snapchat, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody else is. You can't even find people's handles, right? I mean, it's like impossible to even search. So, Moral of the story is that as of right now, Snapchat doesn't even have the things in place that I need, right? I need, I need links. I need to track. Um, I need to track my buyers. One of the things that's the most important to, thing to me in social selling is knowing that when I have a conversation, that's not selling, but it's leading with value, that they go back to my website and that they have interest and I can put a pulse on what their activity is because right. we have so many channels and, and we have so many conversations that you've got to have just the basics of that. You've got to be able to track where they're going, what they're doing, what their level of interest is. So I'm going to throw a, cur a curveball at you. This right here is a stack of business cards of people I've met over the last year alone. Okay. As you as a sales professional, how do you try to reach these prospects? First of all, I don't do business cards. I don't take a business card. I don't take business cards. I connect with them personal invite right away on LinkedIn at any event or anywhere I am. So I've already got that personal connection right away from a social standpoint. Okay. I have to work the channels that I feel people want to do business on, right? And want to have conversations about business. I don't believe that. And the data doesn't, and the data tells you that is not Snapchat. Okay. So, and let me tell you, but let, here, well, here's one thing. I'll still for you on one thing. The one valuable thing about Snapchat is influencer marketing. I will tell you right now that I think Snapchat is going to be, and Carlos, let's be honest, you're no normal guy, dude. You're, a, you're an influencer <laughs> in the marketing space. So don't play the game like you're some, you know, just nobody. But my point is that influencer marketing for Snapchat, I think will be the biggest channel of all channels because. You know, you're seeing it with Gary Vee, right? Gary Vee talks about this stuff, but what he's really talking about is, hey, Brandon Marshall's on my episode. Brandon Marshall needs to get on Snapchat, right? Mm -hmm. Because essentially they're going to build these million people audiences and a brand would be really smart to put their product into these snaps. That's where the ROI right. for business is, in my opinion. It's not me going on Snapchat with, you know, a small audience. Nobody knows who I am. It's me giving my product to somebody that's got the big audience that can snap a story about my product and they can relate to that person who's already got their trust. So I, I do want to play a little bit. All of right, hold on, time out, time out. You, oh, time out, time out, time out. We're running out of time, okay? So here's the deal. I'm going to give you one minute to you, Carlos, to either agree or disagree with him. I'm going to give you one minute, Jack, and then we're done. i got to move on because we're already eight minutes over and I know people are sitting in their car saying, get up down with this, Keenan. So with that, Carlos, what do you want to say? I, I just want to go ahead and, and, and say this. You know, the biggest competitive advantage that social media, regardless if it's Snapchat, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook gives anyone out there is access to people. If your prospective buyers are not on the platform, then you should evaluate where you should be spending your time. I give you that, Jack. At this same token, I have personally met now dozens of sole proprietors, home-based and solopreneur business owners out there who are crushing it and making a killing, selling website consulting services, their own home-based business product services, driving that traffic knows use from Snapchat over to their dot-coms and their e-commerce platforms. So again, 
It's not necessarily six-figure SaaS products that we're talking about here, but I don't think that it's necessarily fair to completely rule out Snapchat as a tool that can help a person convert and generate revenue. So, yeah, so one minute. You, well said, Carlos. I'll give, you, I'll give you one thing you said about that. A solopreneur, that is a completely different story. I'm talking B2B. I'm talking you know, mm -hmm. technology sales. I'm not talking about the one-to-one. -one. I do agree with you that there could be no value there. But one of the things that sales has to think about when they're doing social media is you don't need to be on every single channel. You just need to do one and build an audience of one or two and do it really, really well. And you know the fly-by-night social, you know, I'm doing this and that. You can't do that. You got to be really mm -hmm. focused on doing one thing and doing it really well, and then move on to the next channel. And if you want to start at Snapchat, fine. But if you're going to do that, go all in mm -hmm. and and work it from there. All right, that was good. All right, gentlemen. Look here. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to make point to maybe make episode 52 YouTube. So we do them every two weeks. So maybe one year from today, episode 52, year two in, we'll come back and we'll revisit where Snapchat is. And maybe I'll figure it out, maybe I'll take a clip of this and edit it out to be the promo piece to how has Snapchat evolved. That could be really interesting. Because look, I, I'm not gonna say Carlos is right. I think there was some really good points. I like some of his hacks for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I look, I, I, I'm in Carlos's camp on this one that I think when it comes to engagement, whether I've spent months and weeks trying to connect with them or I go right to the kill. I think engaging on Snapchat through the phone that pops up and says, Jim just left you a snap, is going to increase my response rate than LinkedIn or others. I think with you, Jack, I completely agree. It's a time and effort thing. I don't have the time to build a huge Snapchat, uh, not me personally, but if I'm a salesperson and I got all these other things I'm trying to do, I may not have the time to build a Snapchat plan. I don't have the time to do all these stories that maybe just maybe some random will find me. So I think if you think of two big concentric circles, we're kind of bouncing back between the two of them, and only time's going to tell what's truly going to come out of this. So Amen. that's my take in the end. Um, look, I love having you two on. Listen to everybody else. Thank you very much for listening. Look, the word is about getting you sales, knowledge, and information that you can't get elsewhere. That is not boring. It does not waste your time. And it's not old school. And we got two of the coolest new schoolers here right now. So, gentlemen, thank you for coming. Carlos, thank you for being guest. Thank you so much, My pleasure, baby. It's always good. If you choose to get on Snapchat, it is Carlos, the Carlos Gill on Snapchat. Go check him out. Go follow him. Jack is not on Snapchat yet, as you can imagine. You can't go oh, follow hey, him. I'm there. You just can't find me. Hey, if you can find me, you can add me, but I'm on there. So, but you can follow Jack on Twitter, Jack Kosakowski, Jack Kosakowski1, and you can find him on LinkedIn. Look, Jack is everywhere. Follow me. You'll learn great stuff on social selling. So with that said, Kiki, who is our next guest on The Word? Our next guest on The Word is Mr. Mark Schoen, who is a uh, He's a psychologist and he's going to be talking about, I'm sorry, I'm just getting my stuff ready. Um, he was actually a, a recommendation to us from Art Markman, I believe, um, about fear, like your fear factor. And, and it's your, it's your, um, I'm sorry, I'm blinking. It's your, like your survival instinct is killing you. So, all right. Anytime you're, anytime that little voice in your head is telling you to run or to fight, stick through it. This is, it's just going to be all about how this 
we face it every day. It's not just monsters and predators. It's when we're getting rejected on the phones all day. It's when we're getting rejected by our girlfriend or else impacted. Well, if, I, if I could summarize what I just heard, our next guest is about how to keep fear from preventing you from getting where you want to go, whether it's the tactical level, like making the cold call or going to talk to somebody in a bar to the bigger picture about investing or buying that house or taking that new job. It's how to manage the fear and leverage it, what differs in good fear and bad fear and how you can leverage that to be a badass salesperson. Is that probably what you're trying to say? Yes, that's why you're the, that's why you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Keith. All right, so folks, you do not want to miss out in two weeks from today, Thank you very much, Carlos. Again, thank you to everybody else. Until next time, you got it in peace. I'm out.